I recently helped hundreds of people achieve more in a few months than they had the previous several years. And now I'm getting ready to open up another challenge where I want to help you do the same. Here is actually a short testimonial of someone who was in that challenge. This challenge was hands down the best thing I did all year. And I appreciate the time, energy, and heart that you put into it. My name is Dr. Benjamin Hardy. I'm an organizational psychologist and best-selling author of many books that have now sold millions of copies. Click the link down below and watch this free training where I will show you these frameworks on how you can achieve more in the next 90 days than you possibly have in the last five to 10 years. Click the link down below and watch the training before it goes away. There's a really interesting thing that people do that's basically human nature. And that's that we overvalue our present and we undervalue our future. And Dr. Hal Hirschfeld is a psychologist at UCLA and he has written a book. It's called Your Future Self. And he has been studying this concept for about 20 years. And I'm just going to share with you probably the most impactful idea from this book. By the way, I actually wrote a book called Be Your Future Self Now. And this is a book, and I actually referenced Dr. Hirschfeld's research in this, and so I'm really glad his book came out. But I just wanted to share with you one nugget from this insight. And Dr. Hirschfeld has spent a long time studying this idea that as human beings, we overvalue the present and we undervalue the future. He gives a really cool analogy. And so I want to share this analogy with you, and I want you to think about how this analogy may be relating to your current life. But just before I even share that analogy, I just want to share with you a few of the insights that Dr. Hirschfeld has found. When it comes to emotions, we tend to overly inflate the emotions of our current life, our current situation. We tend to magnify and overinflate and overvalue our present emotions, and we tend to undervalue the emotions of our future selves. As an example, you may be really uh, stressed out, right? And so in the moment, you might be stressed out, and so you magnify that and you overvalue it, and therefore you might engage in activities and behaviors, unhealthy coping mechanisms, that may not be useful to your future self. If you overinflate your current emotions and you overinflate your current life and your situation and the benefits of a certain situation, that can lead you to setting up your future self for disaster. So for example, you may really impulsively want to buy something, you know, as an example, and you know, spend away all your money because you've overly inflated your current emotions and your current situation. And, and then what you do is you deflate the emotions of your future self. And I haven't even gotten to the analogy yet, by the way. The analogy is really cool and big picture. And I'm really excited to share this with you because I've thought about it a lot. But I'm just wanting to give you a little bit of kind of some of the insights and what the research on this idea. So we overvalue the emotions of our current self. We undervalue the emotions of our future self. And we just tend to kick the can down the road where we just say, my future self will handle that later, even if you dig yourself into a big pit. You know, you might overeat and et cetera and get yourself really out of shape as an example and say, my future self will figure that out later. And so that's just like devaluing the reality of your future self, the context of your future self. A lot of ways, this is a disconnection to your future self. And it's just a, a, a false idea that your future self's simply going to be able to handle it and that you'll just you'll just kick the can to them. Hirschfeld's main point and one of the things he he, he spends a lot of time discussing in this book is the importance of getting it to a place of an emotional connection to your future self. It's not enough to imagine your future self mentally, although that's the first step. There's actually three stages. You want to go from thinking eventually to feeling and then to a place of confidence and assurance, which would be a place of knowing. I love the quote that faith knows it has already received and acts accordingly. So yes, you want to get to a place of knowing, but before that, and the starting point is actually just thinking about it. And Dr. Daniel Gilbert, the Harvard psychologist who has studied this concept as well, he talks about this in his TED Talk, The Psychology of Your Future Self, that most people simply don't think about their future selves. 
And I actually recently read a book. I finished it this morning called Beyond Imp- It's Beyond Possible, Beyond Possible. It's a book about this person who broke all the world records, climbing the highest mountains in the world, doing it all in like a seven month period of time. But he talks over and over and over about the importance of imagination. And Albert Einstein said, imagination is more important than knowledge. This fits a lot with achieving impossible goals that if you believe something's impossible, you're not even going to think about it. Firstly, you want to think about your future self. You want to recognize that they're a different person than you are. You want to value uh, who they are, and you want to actually get mentally excited about this, but also you want to get emotionally committed. And so this is where Dr. Hirschfield's research comes in about actually getting emotionally connected to your future self, caring about them, thinking about what what matters to them, but also having empathy for them and their situation and recognizing that their situation is different than yours. What Hirschfield's research has found is, is that by getting emotionally connected to your future self, you're able to make a lot more thoughtful, a lot more considerate decisions here and now. And the research is really clear on this. If you're emotionally connected to your future self and you care about your future self and you have empathy and relationship with your future self and you begin to like actually start operating from your future, one of the one of the great components of this is that you use your future as the lens for the decisions you make now. And even you can connect to the identity of your future self such that that becomes your standard and your ultimately your identity for operating forward. And as you start operating from your future self and being emotionally connected to your future self, you're going to make better financial decisions, health decisions. And you also can be a lot more strategic as well. That's the whole idea. It's just you go from thinking to feeling to ultimately as you start taking action in that you're going to build confidence and a sense of massive belief. This fits with another book, which is Unreasonable Success by Richard Koch. He talks about nine core factors, I guess you could say, of unreasonably successful people, the Einsteins of the world. The first one is basically just an extreme level of self-belief, just belief in themselves. Also, the second one is what he calls Olympian expectations. Expectations and self-belief are different. Belief in yourself is essentially belief in what you can do. Expectations are about what is going to happen. So this is believing that incredible success results will happen. But the third one that he talks about is what he calls transformative experiences, or what I would consider peak experiences. There's a great quote that says that a mind that has been stretched by a new experience can never go back. And so one of the things that Richard Koch talks about is the importance of having transformational experiences that stretch you. And those experiences actually reshape your belief in yourself and your expectations for what's possible. And so that's that level of knowing that the more peak experiences you have, that's how you build confidence and this sense of knowing and excitement. So now here's to the analogy I'm really excited to share with you. And this was my favorite part of this book. He uses the analogy of the airport. And I've actually done this before, which is why it connected with me. He says, we get so caught up in the present that we can miss the flight. This may happen when, for example, you're at the airport and maybe you get caught up like watching a YouTube video as an example or answering your email or something like this. Once I was waiting for a flight and it got a little delayed. And so I was kind of like watching it and checking it out every like five or 10 minutes. And then I got kind of sucked in and immersed in what I was doing. And then I looked back and no one was there. The line was gone. And so I ran to the gate and the people said the door's closed, like the flight's gone. And so that's the that's the point that he's making here is that sometimes you get so immersed or so overvaluing or overinflating the present that you actually miss the flight to your future self. By not being connected to your future self and by not getting on the flight, then you might miss the incredible opportunities that are right before you because you were overly immersed or caught up or distracted in what was going on right now. Now, being connected to your future self doesn't stop you from being present. It's actually a filter by which you can operate in the present a lot more thoughtfully and strategically. So I hope you enjoy this. If you haven't done it yet, uh, I do recommend this book by Hirschfeld, Your Future Self. Also, if you haven't, check out Be Your Future Self Now. This book will help you to tap into the identity of your future self and live from the frame and identity of your future self. Have a beautiful day. See you.